0: This is a Gridiron on Tap Podcast Network exclusive.
1: Welcome back to the Gridiron on Tap Podcast podcast it's that time four games left divisional round playoff preview i am danny and i'm brandon I'm so excited we got so much cool stuff going on outside of just the podcast and the website now brandon like
0: so many great things it's it's insane i mean it really is here, here we went from you know being busy writing pieces getting things on the website and you know bringing on the writers and we're still doing all of that. But then we've jumped into the Twitter space, uh, doing the spaces, you know, and met a lot of cool people there. Um, we took some predictions from, you know, our own writer, Lamar, Mohammed, Justice, Whiskey, Usman. We got, you know, Dewan, Danny, and then ourselves, you know, we went through and Pick the games. I'm excited. We've got a contest for them. We've got a special prize for them for whoever wins it. Not counting yourself. <laughs> that's right. You and I are ineligible. Um. But yeah, well, that's I, not fair. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And, and you know, a lot of those guys have uh, followed up with us afterwards. And you know that that's awesome. It's 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 been awesome talking football and. I'm so excited to talk about this weekend of football because I think it's going to give us the weekend of football that we were looking for last weekend.
1: Yes, I <laughs> I truly hope that that's the the case with the the four games that we have. We got four games this week. That's it. I mean, if one of them is good, that's a that's a huge failure in my eyes for, you know, like you've got to you've got to have at least 3 out of 4 have to be good.
0: I I don't see it with these matchups short of just one of these teams not showing up, I don't see how 3 or 4 of these games wouldn't be good.
1: Uh, and I'm I'm 100% with you. I'm just I'm just speaking in general oh.
0: general terms that good lord,
1: these they better be good.
0: But well to your point though, I mean we we thought we were going into a a good weekend of football last weekend and there were you can count on two fingers how many games were good, you know, through that first round. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I get it. Oh, and you know, we also like like you were mentioning, we did the
1: Twitter spaces a, a few times this week. And when we decided we were going to do the prediction game, I don't think anybody had any blowouts. No, everything was close, you yeah. know
0: I, I think that uh, you know, I, as I'm going through it, I think that the San Francisco Green Bay, there were a couple people with, you know, two scores or a little over two scores, but you're right, man. I mean, it for the most part, it was down the line, and it's been a lot of fun because a lot of these games, the the pr- predictions were split, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. We also we got a new writer out of the Twitter Spaces, which is awesome. Yeah, Evan's coming on Evan. board. <laughs> yeah. So this is it's been a, it's been a great week, and you know I, I look forward to as this goes on, um, you know just just taking advantage of it and seeing how much fun we can have. Oh,
1: and by the way, Brandon, we didn't even announce yet what happened Monday morning this week. <laughs> Did something happen? Something, <laughs> something pretty big happened. I would say, uh, fair, fair enough. Um,
0: I'll let you do the honors. So, Monday afternoon, it became official, and we've been teasing it for a while. So, for those of you that have been res- listening, we you know appreciate your patience, but we actually brought on. Future Hall of Famer, broadcaster Chris Myers to be up, right. I know, I know <laughs> to be a, a part of Gridiron on Tap, and you know that Danny. This isn't a surprise to some people out there. The people that have joined us on Twitter Spaces got to see him pop on for a little while, and you know it's there's there's more to come. I mean, I, I think that that's that's the main thing here is that you know Chris is going to join the team, and as as much as we were doing before, I, I think, you know, this thing's still ascending and I can't, I cannot wait. We're still going up the Hill on the roller coaster.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm, let me tell you, I'm, uh, I'm so excited for the future. You know, and I, I, I don't want this to be a what's coming next podcast, but we've got so, so many cool things coming up. Um, you know, we're expanding into a new Avenue very soon. Oh yeah. There's so many, so many, great things. Our team is growing. We've got, we've got a great group of guys. Oh, and also while we're recording this, um, send out, uh, our thoughts to our Packers senior writer, uh, Jay Gibbs, who was actually in the hospital as we record this had a very bad asthma attack. Um, and he's on oxygen. He's doing okay, but you know, things can always go sideways. So keep him in the back of your, in the back of your minds and in your hearts while we uh while we take you through the divisional round playoff previews yes sir get well Jay get well oh boy well I mean Saturday would be his day to get well as these as he is the Packers writer which we'll get into second but first Brandon 4.30 pm Saturday. July 22nd, the Cincinnati... Ben- I felt like Chris Berman there, by the way. <laughs> Cincinnati is traveling to the number one overall AFC seed, Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored by three and a half. Over under is 47 and a half. I know we've talked about this at nauseum on the Twitter spaces this week, but Brandon, <laughs> this is what makes it official right here. This is the Gridiron on Tap podcast podcast. How are you feeling about this game going into it?
0: You know, this game is going to be really interesting because you're looking at just a team that's built on extreme firepower against a team that is built on trying to slow down the pace and methodically put the ball into the end zone. And so you know, what is it? An, immo- an immovable object meets an unshakable force or, you know, whatever those things are. But um, whatever the saying is, I just think that, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, there's a lot going on. We're a little punchy. Irresistible
1: but. force and immovable <laughs> object. <laughs>
0: so, hey, I, they, they, oh, boy. I've never been one to not make up some words every once in a while or make up whole sayings, but uh, <laughs> it's very, very true. So I think that the you you look at these two teams and they're built so differently. You know, you've got Cincinnati who does not have an offensive line that really protects Joe Burrow, and you've got Tennessee who likes to you know attempt to get after the quarterback, put pressure on the quarterback, and they get Derrick Henry back. And I think, and and it's not really going out on a limb very far to say that Derrick Henry's health is going to play a key factor in this game. You know, if he comes back and he's only. Seventy percent of Derrick Henry. That that's a tough. that's going to be a tough game for Tennessee. You know they Yes, they're the number one seed, but by no means are, are the Cincinnati Bengals any sort of slouch. So in this game, go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, and I think that that's the that's the key point here. Is while yes, Tennessee is the number one seed. You know, they they haven't played a team as potent, as, as high-octane as the Cincinnati Bengals
0: throughout
1: yeah. the stretch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I think that Cincinnati is just continuing to to find their groove is what it looks like. It looks like they continue to just play better and better. And for all of the pressure that Joe Burrow has faced, you and I have talked about it on on the Twitter spaces, he's over a 90 passer rating under pressure so yeah he's forever gonna, under pressure yeah right right i mean <laughs> he's that, under
1: pressure right now brandon <laughs> right
0: that's just as normal you know i mean um <laughs> he so he's going to be used to the pressure so it's really going to come down to those tennessee cornerbacks can they cover or at least cover them long enough but to to allow that line get back to joe to in the backfield to joe burrow so i think with all that being said I do still have Cincinnati winning this game twenty seven, twenty-three. Um, but once again, it, it we're talking about a one score game, which could mean, you know, a, a turnover from Ryan Tannehill, who's been known to do that. Yep. You know, put the ball on the turf and and the whole game changes. So what do you have for this game, Danny? Um, I definitely I have Cincinnati
1: winning. I'm I'm a huge Cincinnati fan. Um I do not remember the score that I that I had as my prediction because I think it changed once or twice um just based off of news and things but I would say something something along the lines of like a 28-24 game um but I do have Cincinnati taking the W and going on to the AFC Conference Championship I think they're that offense Look, you—you you just touched on it. Joe Burrow has been under—he's been under duress all season long, and that has really not stopped them one bit. You know, Tennessee's pass defense, their pass rush is great, but so is Pittsburgh's. You know, Joe Burrow went against T.J. Watt twice this season. You know, the only good thing for the Baltimore Ravens is their pass rush. Do. You, Cleveland's got a fantastic pass rush with Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, and Joe Burrow is still getting it done week in and week out for all 18 weeks of the regular season and the wild card. You know the Raiders may have neutralized them a little bit, but guess what? Okay, that's fine. We'll just hand the ball off to uh, to Joe Mixon. You know, and, and I want to be clear that I'm not you know, knocking Tennessee at all. What they did was fantastic. we we talk about that anytime we talk about the Titans. The fact that they were able to finish number one in the AFC when they were supposed to probably not even make the playoffs after losing Derrick Henry is remarkable. So you have to give them you have to give them credit and you have to take the Titans seriously. I think what it comes down to though is firepower for firepower. Even if Derrick Henry is hundred percent Derrick Henry alone is not better than all three wide receivers and Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow. And that's what it boils down to for me.
0: Well, and that's fair. I mean, that's absolutely fair Um, because if this does turn into a shootout, I don't like the Ryan Tannehill versus Joe Burrow matchup. I will tell you that right now. If Cincinnati forces them to play a game that they are not comfortable playing, then it's gonna be. It's gonna get really uncomfortable for Tennessee. The thing that does give me the reason that I made my prediction the way that I did is because Tennessee's got the sixth-ranked coverage unit in terms of uh, covering wide receivers in the league. You know, they're graded really high up there. So I just think, and I'm thinking that with the offensive line of Cincinnati, if Tennessee can get home and that coverage can just hold just long enough for them to get home then then maybe we see a turnover or something like that but that that's this is the epitome of why I love this weekend of football anyway because almost all of these games are coin flips they they
1: should be 100% I'm with you wholeheartedly on that they definitely should be but I guess we'll we'll have to see at, at, at least you know on, on the first game cuz remember Tennessee had a buy sure Derrick Henry's coming back as good as Derrick Henry is that could throw off some of the chemistry for that team. Absolutely. You know, they've started getting the passing game going, but that's because I mean, how many different running backs they had McNichols, AP uh, Foreman. They've had a revolving door at the running back position because they couldn't find anybody to really fill the the, 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 the shoes of Derrick Henry. So, we—I I personally, I don't know how Tennessee is going to play. I would expect that Mike Vrabel will have them ready, um, and if, if we're being honest, if Derrick Henry comes out and and has a seventy-five-yard touchdown run on his first touch, I wouldn't even be surprised.
0: Well, exactly, and and that's the that's the tough part. I mean, that's that's why I think. Once again, not going out on a very far limb, saying Derrick Henry is going to be the X factor of this game, but if he's not ninety percent, that you know it, it gets a lot tougher for Tennessee. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent does. Um, man, I'm just
1: I, that's probably for me. That's probably number two. Ah, God. Maybe number three as far as like the game the game I'm most excited to watch. That's fair. That's how good these games are because you 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 know you're talking about a great team like the like like the Bengals against the number one seed with the monster returning in the backfield and you're like, ah, that might be number three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean We we've got a Phenomenal slate of football. And I just like I said, I'm so excited to talk about it just because it is it should be such a great weekend of football.
1: Oh yeah. Definitely. Um eight fifteen, frozen tundra. It's gonna be twelve degrees. 12 degrees, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco 49ers heading up to Green Bay. Take on the Packers. Packers are favored by five and a half. Over under is half a point lighter than it was on the previous game. Uh, it's 47 points. We all know who everybody's pretty much liking in this, Brandon, but who you like, Brandon?
0: Who do you like? So I do like Green Bay in this one. I just think that they're playing all around on a. Another level compared to most of the teams in the NFC. And, but you did, you know, you pointed out the bye week, and I think that bye week rust is a real thing. And I think that there, as long as you come out of the games healthy, I think that there's an advantage to playing two weeks straight. So I could see the Packers come out a little bit rusty and, you know San Francisco is going to use that ground game to just try to punch Green Bay in the mouth. So if they come out flat and come out on their heels, they're just going to get pushed down the field. And, you know, maybe it takes a couple series before Aaron Rodgers turns it on. Who knows? Maybe he comes out and finds Devontae Adams for a 60-yard touchdown on the first drive. But I do like Green Bay in this game because, as we've talked about, it feels like quite a few times now, the defensive effort is matching the offensive effort and matching matching what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And now I just feel like they've gelled as a complete unit. And it once again, you know, if we're talking about quarterback to quarterback, if we're talking about Jimmy G or Trey Lance, because I know Jimmy G is hurt right now, if we're talking about them getting into a firefight with Aaron Rodgers, I just don't like the forty ers chances.
1: No, not at all. Unless Well, I mean, you know what, though? There's been plenty of times where Debo Samuel's been above 150 yards. You know, he's a a huge yak guy. Sure. And we also have to – we can't discredit George Kittle. I think George Kittle having a down season is probably one of the scariest things if you are the Green Bay Packers. Because you would normally be game planning for George Kittle and everybody else, right? But right. now you're, you, you've you got a game plan for Kittle, but now you've got a game plan for Debo Samuel. And you also have to watch out for Eli Mitchell because that rookie is just tearing it up in the backfield, man.
0: Well, yeah, and he's he's not even the rookie that everybody thought was going to be starting for them. Everybody thought it was going to be the Trey Sermon show and you yep. know, here here Eli Mitchell comes out and he's making a, a great case for himself to just continue to be that, you know, RB1 going into next season. But I think that uh, something that I didn't touch on that definitely deserves mentioning is the injury report for the San Francisco 49ers. I did mention Jimmy G and I and we all know that he's questionable, but in in terms of uh you know the defensive side of the ball, they've got Nick Bosa who's questionable. And man, it's just it Nick or is it Joey? <laughs> <laughs> it actually says Nick Bosa on the San Francisco's 49ers uh website, but um let's slide see slide in Susie Colbert's uh was that was
1: was that Susie no, that was Michelle Tafoya that messed that up, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. I think it was. I'm on Michelle sliding their DMs with the link. Oh, Nick,
0: <laughs> honestly, could you imagine though like what kind of factory is going on at the Bosa household? They've got three kids in the pros just like tearing it up. I, I mean, it's just like the watts. I know. I know. These it's insane. Um but yeah, so you've got Nick Bosa on the on the injury report. You've got Jimmy G who is apparently, you know, not recovering like they thought he would. And then on the injury report I don't see Fred Warner anywhere on the injury report. So maybe he's recovered from uh, that injury that he sustained okay. at the end of that game. But so, I mean, that's definitely, if you're a 49ers fan, you've got to love the fact that he's not on that in- injury report anymore because that was going to be a big loss if you're going to have to go without potentially Bosa and Fred Warner. Oh, for sure. Um, before
1: I before I flip over to the Packers, something that I think is is, is truly uh remarkable and is severely underrated is Eli mitchell was thirty seven yards shy of a thousand yards this season do you know how many games he he actually played in Brandon i don't eleven wow okay nah <laughs> exactly that that is impressive yeah. and that's something you got to watch out for.
0: It, 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 he averaged 4.7 yards a carry. Well, and, and normally Shanahan likes to divide up carries and get different backs involved and use the hot hand. And he, I mean, he's always got a stable of backs, and it seems like they're all really effective. This year, he threw that out because Eli Mitchell was performing so well. You saw a little yep. bit of Jeff Wilson, you saw a little bit about Jermichael Hasty, but that's when Eli Mitchell was hurt. It's not like he was bringing these guys into split time, you know. It, when he was hurt or not, not a hundred percent is the only time you saw those guys.
1: Yeah, well, and you look at it like you know, it's five foot ten, two hundred pounds. He's not a bit. That's that's those are my exact stats. Yeah, I'm five foot ten. I'm I'm one ninety seven. But what's what's three pounds, right? <laughs> but like, he's not a big guy, and. He's a between the tackles runner for a lot of his runs, too, which is extremely impressive. I'm a, I'm a, I'm for the 49ers. I would love to see the 49ers win and upset Green Bay. But I, I've got too much respect for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And and hell, even Matt LaFleur has really gained my respect as a head coach over these last two seasons with the Packers. But they just they they're getting healthy at the right time too, you know. Where where San Francisco has a lot of question marks, Green Bay is starting to get a lot of check marks. So that that's my big take home for it is I think Green Bay's got a little more talent overall, like collectively on on the field. But they just it's injury related. If the teams are, if the teams are evenly matched, green Bay still gets the nod because they're getting healthier quicker.
0: Yeah. I I think if you look at, if you look at these teams, they're actually not separated by a whole lot in a lot of areas. You look at the points scored per game, San Francisco's 13th green Bay's 10th in the league points allowed per game, San Francisco's ninth green Bay's 13th. So they have a little bit of opposing strengths there. Um, the big, the big thing for this game, I think, is going to be the takeaway differential. So, if you look at the regular season takeaway differential, you've got San Francisco who had given the ball away four times, which put them twenty second in the league. Green Bay has thirteen takeaways, plus thirteen, which puts them third in the league. And we know Green, or we know Aaron Rodgers does not turn that ball over, so. If this does get into a situation where, and we've talked about it all season long, bad Jimmy G comes out and tosses up a couple picks, you know, San Francisco could be in trouble. But if they can run that ball effectively and limit the turnovers, then this, once again, one score game, we could be talking about a field goal to win it.
1: Yeah. I, I think uh, if we're looking in terms of score, I'm probably on like a. Uh, t-
0: 28 to 17 Packers win. Yeah, I've got 27-17 written down here um and that's what I gave everybody at the Twitter spaces. So that's that's what I'm going to stick with full well knowing that once again, you know, if they run that ball effectively, it's going to be much closer than that.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely be closer. I still think Green Bay will get the nod. Sure. You know, but it, I'm definitely I don't don't see a path for San Francisco to win. I see a path for them to keep it close, but it's going to boil down to Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers, and enough said.
0: That's right. Win it for Jay, Green Bay. (laughs) Yes,
1: there you go. Uh, Sunday, 3 p.m. This one's on NBC. I love how they're switching all of them around. How like every how every network is is getting a little bit of shine during the playoffs i think that's pretty cool it's a little annoying but it's pretty cool
0: (laughs) right right yeah i mean i find
1: it annoying because i gotta
0: search oh "Oh, crap this one's (laughs) on nbc i was gonna say i mean it's one thing you know in a regular season you just leave the channel on and you get whatever game's next and and here yeah you have to bring out the clicker a little bit and and figure it out
1: right good lord um so the 3 p.m kickoff is the Los Angeles Rams coming to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Bucks are favored by three over under is set to 48 Brandon this is probably going to be the closest matchup of the weekend in my eyes, even closer than than Kansas City and Buffalo. who do you like and why and what's your score?
0: well this one it it seems like it goes by the day you know it it is crazy how close this game looks like it's going to be on paper you know you look at it and just like Mm -hmm. we talked about the last game there's no clear advantage uh with either team and and so I've got uh so I've got let's see here what do I have uh I think I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. I think that Matthew Stafford is going to get have to keep up with Tom Brady. Much like he said in the press conference, he said, you know, the thing you know about Tom Brady is that he's consistent. You know that what you're getting. And you know you're going to have to put points on the board to compete with him. And I, I think that he hit the nail on the head there. And even with the offensive line injuries that Tampa has, I think that Tom Brady is savvy. And I think he's going to find a way to get the ball out of his hands and, and – eliminate that pass rush and in doing so i think he's going to come to a or he's going to reward his team with a 30-24 victory over the rams 30-24 i can i, I can dig that
1: I, I think tampa's going to win i, just, I mean, it's it's weird to think when you go oh man well it's the, the rams defense is just insane and honestly though i think it does boil down to matthew stafford he he has thrown interceptions. I'm not going to say he's going to completely crumble like a lot of Lions fans will. But it's it's Tom Brady, it's the divisional round of the playoffs, it's uncharted territory. Matthew Stafford is either going to play a good conservative game in my eyes or he's going to play the game of his life. And throw like five, six touchdowns. Yeah, Be, because he's he he's he doesn't know what to feel when he's at that point. But you know what I mean. He, yep. he can sit there and he he can say, "Oh yeah, you know, it's just it's just another Sunday." That's exactly how he's got to take it because he's never been to this part of
0: the playoffs. Right, right. Well, and to your point, I mean, both of these teams are susceptible to allowing allowing passing yards. You know, we're looking at the 21st and 22nd ranked pass defenses in the league during the regular season. So as good as these defenses look, they'll they'll let some yards up, you know. And so I think that it's going to be interesting to me because if you go by eye tests last week, it looked like the Rams basically punched their ticket to the Super Bowl because they were – they did not have a mistake in that game. It was – it was ridiculous how well that they played. And you know, and we once again we talked about it on the spaces this past week. If you give Matthew Stafford a running game that's going to perform the way that Superman, I mean Cam Akers performed and <laughs> you know, Sony Michel and that defense that basically I, he, they made Kyler Murray look really really bad. I mean, Kyler Murray did some of that by himself, but they did not help and so I, I just i have a hard time believing that the rams can put together two perfect games
1: that that's that's probably the best the best and most accurate way to depict the this rams and buccaneers matchup is that the rams essentially have to play a perfect game because the buccaneers are not arizona and, and you know if you're using the buccaneers and philly game to kind of you know generate and formulate some f- sort of opinion on what you think is going to happen this week you're sorely mistaken it was 31 to 0 right until the buccaneers played prevent defense and <laughs> we all know, we all know what happens in prevent defense we're Lions fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work and it sucks to watch and it's boring and the uh, the offense is going to score on prevent defense that's just what happens. So I I I don't see I don't see how anybody can fundamentally say well yeah I mean but you know the the Eagles got the game close. Uh, they got the game close because the Bucks stopped caring. They didn't like it was so far out of reach that it didn't matter. That's what it boiled down to to me. And Bruce Arians was pissed that they allowed 15 points in the press conference.
0: Right, right. Tom Brady may have been on the bus already when when all of that scoring was going on from the Eagles. <laughs>
1: yeah, Tom, uh,
0: they they had a Tom body Brady double. Tom Brady was at
1: home yeah Tom Brady was at home, posting in Instagram stories still trolling the atlanta the Atlanta Falcons from the twenty eighth three Super Bowl. come back. Oh jeez, our Sunday final game of the week six thirty kickoff CBS uh, the Buffalo Bills are heading over to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes played out of his mind. Oh wait, but Brandon.
0: Who else played out of their minds? <laughs> A guy by the name of Josh Allen, maybe is that who you're referring oh, to? He,
1: oh yeah, so yeah, and they're both yeah they're both here. Hmm. I'm excited for this game. I I I I hope that both teams play exactly as they played
0: in the wild card. I agree with you, and Danny, we you know once again. I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum, but. The Kansas City Chiefs started off this season looking like they weren't even going to make the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills had stretches where they lost to Jacksonville in field goal Bonanza 2021, and, you know, they just... What a name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night, folks, if you need any more. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they, they just, they, they could look both of these teams had stretches where they've looked so bad that if I really hope that that doesn't creep its way into the playoffs and I don't think it will, but the, this game on paper looks like it is just going to be a one point game. Who has the ball last or, or who makes that one mistake? And that, in my opinion, that's the way playoff football needs to be. You know, two teams playing their best, best team wins. And in saying all that, I think that as of late, and man, it it pains me to say this, as somebody who's covered the Buffalo Bills for much of the season, I think Kansas City's going to do it. I've got them winning by a score. And I just think that Buffalo has shown that one of their wards is covering that passing game up the middle. Sometimes they sleep on the run, and Travis Kelsey lives in the middle of the field. And it, you know, there's a rumor that he's pretty good at football. So if you leave that guy I've open, heard of, I've
1: heard of him. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: and so I, I think that Kansas City does gut this one out, even though you know Josh Allen was playing out of his mind last week and I think he deserves, you know, to get that city of Buffalo to the next round. I think that Kansas City's gonna squeak it out. Who do you have? Yeah.
1: I feel the same way. Um mainly because it's a home game for the Chiefs. Um if this if this game is in Buffalo, I would say that I feel like Buffalo was going to squeak it out. But I think it's gonna be something or something along the lines of like a 27, 24 um 34 31, something something last second field goal kind of deal. Yep. That's that's how I, that's exactly how I envision this game going down in a perfect world. Right. But what we know, Brandon, is it's gonna be like 53 to 2. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> the way it's gone so far this season. Exactly, exactly. Plea, I mean Losing Tredavious White, not having Tredavious White worries me for Buffalo, and that's a big loss. So that, that's part of my reasoning there. And once again, I just hope that this is a good close game. I, I hope it does come down to the last second because I think that after the brutal week of football we watched last weekend, which don't get me wrong, it was still NFL football. So we all still had it on, but this is going to be the week of football that we deserve.
1: I think something else that you want to keep an eye on is the Chiefs are the fifth most penalized team in the league this season. Um, Number one and number two are Pittsburgh and Dallas, respectively. Mm -hmm. And they both lost last week, and they're out of the playoffs. You know, number three is Tennessee. I'm just going to throw that one out there right now. Number three is Tennessee. Now's the time to clean that up, boys. Like, (laughs) you got Cincy coming in. But... N- number five, I mean, you know they've they've turned it around this the, the last what half of the season essentially on defense, and they worked their way up to the eighth ranked defense in the in the league. Buffalo has been number one the entire season in terms of defense. Yeah, so it's it, it could boil down to something something like that, you know, where where Kansas City's got seven, eight, nine penalties. And Buffalo's got they're they're sitting fifteenth in the league. So listen, Buffalo can get three four penalties. That's a big difference. That's a lot of yards. That's the difference
0: of being in field goal range or not. Well, you're absolutely right, and I think that you know, in talking about those teams, those those Dallas penalties hurt them in the first round too. That's that's part of the reason they're sitting on the couch. So. To your point, playoff football is just going to be more emotional than a regular season game, and too much emotion can be a bad thing. And if if they're too amped up and maybe a little too aggressive, they can absolutely put themselves in a bad position. And Buffalo's only allowing 163 passing yards per game this season. So there's a recipe there. Once again, Tredavious White is out, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him being out of the game. But that th- this should be a great game regardless.
1: Oh yeah. I 100% agree with you. I think uh, something else uh, that you kind of want to keep an eye on is the, the chiefs are the fourth worst team in the NFL in getting to the quarterback. That's not good. Especially when you got a guy, a mobile guy like Josh Allen. If, if you're, we, we saw We actually, you know what we saw in the, in the wild card. If you've got a quarterback that can't really run, like Ben Roethlisberger, it doesn't matter how bad of a team you are in terms of sacking the, the the quarterback, because he's not going anywhere anyway. You know, so you don't have to worry about setting edges or 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 spies or anything of that nature. With Josh Allen, you need to worry about that.
0: Yeah, and you took the words right out of my mouth because when you start talking about a team that. Has a tough time getting to the quarterback, and then you've got a guy who is just Goliath in the backfield and fast, and not afraid to run and lower his shoulder. It's gonna, it's not going to be an easy day for Kansas City's defense, that's for sure. No, and
1: Buffalo is also leading the league in quarterback pressures at thirty point eight percent. Brandon, yeah, you know it's, <laughs> but Kansas City's not that far behind. They're twenty six four, so they're not that far behind. But man, this should be this should be the game of the week. Which is why it's Sunday night.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. And and you've got the Kansas City Chiefs too just to your last point. You know, they're ranked 6th in in terms of protecting the quarterback. So this is going to be I don't even know what analogy I used earlier, so I'm not even going to try to recreate whatever that was. But this is another slobber knocker. (laughs) There we go. I like it. I like it. I'll let you do the analogies from here on out.
1: (laughs) By God, Brandon, he's broken in half. I'm going to start commentating like good old JR. (laughs) Oh, boy. I can't wait for it. Um, Make sure make sure that you guys are tuning in to our Twitter spaces because Brandon will be announcing who won
0: and we will be reaching out to you and you're going to get some swag. Absolutely. And and Danny, that's a good point. So we do plan on doing Twitter spaces Friday, Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So it's going to be a a different mixed bag of who will be there and, and the times aren't set quite yet, but tune in. We've had a lot of great conversations, um, you know, and, that it's it's phenomenal. Chris Myers may even pop on for one. May even speak. Yeah, you never know.
1: <laughs> right. You never know. Inside joke. If you were there, you were there. If you don't, if you weren't, you you missed out. That's why you <laughs> got to tune in every single time. And we'll let you speak too. Oh for God's
0: sakes, guys! Let's relax with the Seahawks talk, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Hey, if you're a fan of football, we're not just holding it to these teams, too. So let's say you're a Cleveland Browns fan who says, well, I have not, I have no rooting interest. I don't really want to talk playoff football because I'm still sad. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. I'm still so sad, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens at midnight when we record the show, guys.
1: <laughs> it's funny. So you said, yeah, we're doing it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I looked at the calendar and I was like, okay, did we miss it? It's Friday. <laughs> it is Friday Technically it is Friday Brandon I think that's going to do it for us this week At least on the podcast Yeah I think that the producer is going to mute us if we go any longer He is We told him we would say under 40 minutes And we are exactly at 40 minutes right now So that's going to do it for us <laughs> I am Danny <laughs>
0: And I am Brandon
1: Enjoy the games and we will catch you In space